Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion. Coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America to the Republic for which they stand, two nations under God, with liberty and justice for all. This is Ehud, son of Dennis. You can reach us at Ehud at itsareligion.org. That's Ehud at itsareligion.org. Happy Thursday. <clears throat> Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And uh, we here at It's a Religion uh, focus on the truth. And I was reading a story this morning about my old friend Rush Limbaugh, who used to speak on the airwaves daily about different topics from a political standpoint. And uh, he was America's truth detector. And I would say that was true in a sense. Um, but truth is from the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the way of truth. The way, the way and the life go through him. There is nothing that we would even know if it wasn't for him. He created everything. He sustains everything by the word of his power. When he speaks, things happen. He speaks and the winds die and the waves calm. He speaks and people are healed. He speaks and the world was created. And we don't know how he did this, but uh, he did. I mean, that's the only reasonable, logical explanation of how we got here and what purpose there is in all of this, this creation, this life. The idea of, as we have said time and time again, a bowl of soup in millions of years makes absolutely no sense. That is the fantasy, not Christianity. And just because a guy has a white coat on, do not believe him. You know, we're seeing that in the medical community now where doctors are more than happy to keep their job by lying to you and doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Withholding medications they shouldn't be withholding trying to get you to take a shot you should never take because there is no purpose in it whatsoever to protect you from a disease that is 99.99% curable with the right therapeutics. There is no need for an emergency use. There's no need for all of these things that they're doing to us right now. But leftists do not care. They will lie, cheat, and steal every step of the way to try and get what they want which is power and influence and control. Which I don't understand, but I guess it's just the way they roll, folks. But as I said, we start with Scripture in this, on this show. And we do so because Scripture teaches us what is true, what is right, what's good, what's the way in which we should go. And there's so much within Scripture that it's a never-ending pursuit. You can read the Bible every year between now and the end of your life and you're never going to know half of probably what God could teach you through it. And that's why we encourage everyone that we come into contact with that 
they should read scripture. They should look at the scriptures and see. Try and prove them wrong. Because you can't. And you won't be able to. At the end of the day, if you look at real science and real truth. So, we are going through a study on faith right now. We started out in the Bible in Genesis in January and um, I've decided I, I think I'm going to continue in this vein looking at words and how they're defined in the Bible, how they're uh, used in the Bible, how the Bible exhibits certain things. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, the, the trust in things that, that are unseen, that you can't touch, smell, feel, taste, and yet you know is true or you trust is true. And people put faith in evolution, like we talked about. Faith that that is true for whatever reason. But people also put faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think we've got a lot better situation in that because that is the truth. We are created beings. But let's look at, at some of the examples from faith in the book of Matthew or the book of Luke today. We looked at some, I'm not going to do repeat examples that we saw in Matthew and Mark. Um, and there's three singular examples that I saw in Luke this morning that I wanted to hit on. And I'll just uh, start with this in uh, eight or uh, chapter 18 verse 3 of Luke, the book of Luke, and there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man. Or, let me back up. Verse 2 starts. Or, I'll just start in verse 1. And he spoke a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and to faint, not to faint. Saying there was a city in a, or in a city, a judge, which feared not God, neither regarded man. And right out of the gate, I just want to say, well, he could have been a good judge because he feared not God. He didn't have wisdom. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge says. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? So to me that says no matter what we're going what goes on in this life, if we put our trust and faith in God, at some point the situations that we see, the unjust things that we see will be avenged. And I got there's a couple of news stories today that I, I think really speak to that. And he spoke this parable under certain which trusted themselves, or oh, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily, Jesus said. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? So I believe he's speaking there about his return. And I was just praying this morning that he would, that he would indeed find faith on the earth, that he would find faithful people trusting in him versus all this other stuff. Again, soup and millions of years. 
or fill in the blank with all the other religions that are out there. So that is a very straightforward description of how we are supposed to live in faith. That the faith that we have, we need to extend to Jesus, but be consistent about it. Be consistent in our trust toward him. Be consistent in our prayers to him. So, here's another one in Luke 22. And he's, uh, this is about, he's talking about Peter here. Peter's struggling a little bit at the end of uh, Jesus' ministry. And he's going through... Um, Who is greater? Who's less? And he says right here in verse 31 of chapter 22, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. And so even Peter, who was with him, and saw all his miracles and saw all that he did. Somehow still had a struggle ahead of him with his faith. And I think it's interesting right there that, that Jesus says Satan has desired to have you. Which makes me wonder how those interactions occur. But two, we have an enemy, folks, that wants to sift us as wheat. Wants to... take care of the problem that we are when we put our faith and trust in Christ. And it's a beautiful thing. Let's see, Luke 18, 42. Let's take a look at that quick. That was the other one I wanted to hit on this morning. And there's so much good stuff in here, folks. This is the one where, uh, and it came to pass that as he was coming nigh unto Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the way, begging, and hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passed by, and he cried, I think I covered this the other day, but saying, Jesus, you son of David, have mercy on me. And they which went before rebuked him that he should hold his peace, but he cried so much more, You son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What will you that I shall do unto you? And doesn't Christ ask that of all of us? What is What do we really find important? This man needed his sight. You know, myself, I needed cleansing from my past. So I didn't feel guilty all the time. And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive your sight. Your faith has saved you. And immediately he received his sight. Not over a week, not over a month, not over ten years, but immediately Jesus spoke and it was done. And followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God. So right there, and in many other places, that cancels the whole idea of theistic evolution. Do not give me that God used evolution to bring man into existence. That is a joke. It's ridiculous and pathetic at the same time. Almost 
more pathetic than soup in millions of years. I'm sorry. Because you're trying to fit God into a box that man created instead of the other way around, looking at what God said and trusting in that. But here's a man that did trust in him and he, he raised his voice. He said, Jesus, please help me. And when people tried to stop him, he said, Jesus, please help me all the louder. And that's where we need to be, folks. We need to be on our knees in humility, praying that the Lord will help us through these situations, the things that we see, the leftism that's creeping into our country, the things that people are trying to do, people like Justin Trudeau who are trying to cancel his people, his own people, that just want freedom. They don't want to have to succumb to this, these stupid mandates that people that don't even have a medical degree are forcing on everybody because they're listening to people who are, I believe a lot of this is about the money at the end, but at the end of the day, they don't have any idea what they're talking about. And you have frontline doctors, people that are on the front lines treating people saying, you don't need this shot. Saying that the shot is bad for you. The inventor of the shot says you shouldn't be forced to take it. So we are in a precarious spot in this country today. It's a, uh, hmm. Sorry, I get sidetracked here. Um, the spot that we're in is the one that we've always been in since the fall. There's an enemy trying to destroy everything, trying to destroy the people of God, trying to destroy what's good and right and true, and trying to circumvent God's will by lifting up and, and putting forth things that are bad and that aren't helpful, aren't encouraging, aren't things that will be helpful to the cause of humanity. So... Let's take a quick look at the news. Like I said, I saw a story, or in a, it was an opinion piece, but you've got this whole thing on Hillary Clinton, and she's, of course, saying that Fox News is desperately spinning up a fake scandal. Well, that's because the mainstream news won't ever report anything bad on a Democrat anymore. They're the leftist propaganda machine, or have become that. And you look at their story in our own paper, um, and it's it really cracks me up because there's two stories releasing Trump logs. So Hillary Clinton spied on President Trump, tried to set him up. There is a court filing to this effect, which means there's proof that this occurred. And she's trying to claim that Fox News is spinning something up. And yet the whole time they were going after Trump, it was that exact thing. They were trying to spin up. And here's another example of Democrats come out and claim others are doing to them what they're doing to others to deflect the blame. I mean, it's a, it's a great strategy. It's worked for them because the news loves to cover for them. But I'm just laughing on the front of our own little paper. They're trying to, again, go after Trump when in reality, Clinton's the one that they need to be going after. 
And then right on the bottom, another great Democrat idea, Bill seeks to pay raise for tipped workers in Illinois. So I guess I'm not going to be tipping people anymore because it's going to, as if it doesn't cost me enough to go out to eat with my family now, thanks to Democrat policies, especially in Illinois. But anyway, it just it, it it's a pretty interesting contrast and it just it shows when you put faith in the, the right things again, I you know, Trump wasn't a guy in some ways that I I uh would encourage people to be like because humility isn't one of his best suits, let me put it that way. But um to fight back thing for things that are right and true and good and that are helpful to people is a good thing. And that's all he ever did. And you never hear about the things where he would help normal people out. Many situations where he had done that. He didn't have to. But it's interesting. There was in, in this story that uh, was on Rush Limbaugh this morning there was a um, five things that he typically said or, or did that are good uh, suggestions for all of us. And the first one is know your enemy. Russia's core mission was to give his listeners an ideological understanding of our political opponents to the left. The left's handbook never changes. And they want to silence dissent everywhere and always. They have no interest in engaging in the arena of ideas. Liberals despise the very notion of political opposition. And we see that. We see that at work. What are they, what's cancel culture all about? They don't want anybody opposing their point of view. And I think a lot of that is because they know they're wrong. Deep down in their own conscience, they know they're wrong. 99.9% .9 of the time. Reject the premise. Leftist accusations and attacks are based on unstated premises. You are the problem. Conservatives are the problem. America is the problem. Learn to instantly and instinctively turn the tables. Leftists used to call us dangerous. The unstated premise was that being dangerous to liberalism was bad. They expected the accusation would put Russia in defense. He embraced that he was indeed a threat to their dominance. They call me the most dangerous man in America because I am. Blah. And we need more people that are dangerous to liberalism and calling it what it is. And this idea that uh, you need to have balance in the equation. Well, you're getting leftism 24-7 from the legacy media at this point. They don't even bat an eye. So, use your power. The left may appear invincible, but exerts control based on a currency of deception, manipulation, corrupt bargains. The power we have is unassailable. It is built on invisible things. Truth, joy, common sense, humor, love, gratitude, faith. These qualities answer to a higher authority, and the left has no counter to them. That's the key, people. God is our hope and our faith and our joy and our love. And when we have him on our side, they can't dominate that. They can't circumvent that because that is the truth. That is where truth comes from. And it's such a beautiful thing. Have no fear. Leftists are bullies who are terrified of fearless, cheerful people who know they're right. 
Those who, like Raj, truly grasp the pathetic nature of leftism exude confidence, even glee. Never, ever buy into the temptation to despair that our situation is hopeless. This is the left's most often used deception, wanting you to preeminent or preemptively surrender without a fight. Which, how many Republicans do we see doing that all the time? And lastly, stay on offense. Be relentless because it is... Because the left, what the left believes in has no moral foundation. The left's power is, well, when fought, it will deflate like a souffle and come crashing down like the Berlin Wall. Follow Russia's model and laugh at them every day. Um, they may at the moment control some of the institutions of this country, but the levers of power and much of the media, but... We have them surrounded, and they know it. So, have hope, folks. There's no reason to fear. There's no reason to lose hope. There's more of us than there are of them. I'm convinced of that. I think, you know, at least in, in America, I think it's at least 60%, 65% conservative. And, you know, these people that get caught in these large cities and get around liberalism every day become like that. It's just like when these people go to Washington, D.C., and they're very conservative folks. Like, I, I think of um, Mitch McConnell as a great example of this. He's just been there too long. And he's been in that sinkhole that is D.C. and around all this stuff for so such a long time. He's worthless now. And to come out and say January 6th was an insurrection, I, I just laugh. So, that's pathetic. But I think I'm going to finish with that today. Um, i got to get heading towards work here pretty soon. So, y'all have a blessed day. Thanks for stopping by. And we will catch you on the flip side. Blessings if I still got breath in these lungs And that's all I need to get down on my knees And be thankful for all that